when two Division I athletes discuss the challenges and successes of navigating life after competing, you get conversations designed by athletes for athletes. I'm Don Sutton. And I'm Brooke Beerhouse, sharing with the athletic community stories and insights to better understand life when your sport ends. Hello and welcome to season two of When Your Sport Ends here on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Brooke Beerhouse in the studio with my co-host Don Sutton as always. How's it going, Don? It's good. Yeah, just enjoying this rainy day. Oh yeah. Been a long time since we've had some rain. Been about a month. And we just put in a French drain into our front yard. Fun fact. So it's doing pretty well too, which was your... That was really your arm workout all weekend. Yes. I didn't lift because of that. It was great. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, we're excited for the first official episode of season two releasing today here in your earphones or on your speakers. One subject that really is Don's brainchild is the one more mentality. It's something that I identify with as well. But it's really something that came to light whenever Don and I were talking in the car the other day. And I'm going to let you take this idea and maybe give it a little bit more life. So what is the one more mentality? And then what is your story within that one more mentality? Yeah, so I think the one more mentality and a lot of athletes can relate to this is in your head mindset of... One more rep, one more set, one more go. And I think uh, it resonates very well with a lot of athletes, especially even thinking about uh, Gatorade. They usually spin it off with that kind of mentality, like one more. Right. Right. And reflecting on it and looking back on it, you think... You, you do see a lot of employers like student-athletes because yeah. we kind of have this extra or like not and not to say that everybody else doesn't have that extra right but it's more common it's it's more common or focused for an athlete due to what separates them and what's bring what brings them at that collegiate level or even in the high school level to accelerate before we get into this week's content let's take a quick word from our sponsor The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Yes, I know I will only be betting if you're wearing my UT hat. Yep, I am his superstition and I kind of love it. I wear the Longhorns hat every Saturday and so far, when I've worn it, we've won. When I've not worn it, we've lost. Yes. Yep. It's pretty disappointing. I know. From game spreads and totals to team players and coaching and props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always an online casino as well. Never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Man, 
I wish I could access the internet via my laptop at the dog park. Well, you know I have something where you can do that. Oh yeah? Yeah, it's called a Skyroam Solis. I don't know if you'd want to do it at the dog park though, because you and I are too busy playing with all the dogs. But if you wanted to, you would have the option. The Skyroam Solis is a personal hotspot where you can work anywhere, whether that's on the road, at the dog park, or maybe just on a walk around the neighborhood, right? I guess so. I guess so. And now it's 20% off at skyroam.com with the promo code ROAMWITHBROKE. That's R-O-A-M with B-R-O-O-K-E for 20% off at skyroam.com. So a little bit of background, at least from my side of the story, is I'd always been kind of just a hard worker in the sense of focusing on, yes, I can do one more rep. Yeah, I can do one more tackle. Yes, whatever sport I was playing, it was, yeah, let's do it one more time. And I think it really resonated with me my high school year when my senior year, instead of doing what most kids do from a swim perspective, start focusing on junior nationals, I took a little time off and I decided to join the track team just because, eh, yeah. why not? And I started practicing discus. Hmm. And I quickly went from, we didn't really have much of a discus team, but we had a freshman who probably should have outthrown me. And I quickly learned that you know, because I had that mentality and because you want to show up to practice every day, you want to get in early, you want to stay late, you really push yourself to a new limit. Now, where I think that that can get dangerous is not bringing quality along with it yeah, and maybe obsessing over that one more mentality in the sense that you're focusing on the same thing, repetition, instead of saying, all right, this is where I'm at. This is how I get to the next level and evolving your obsession at that level. Because you're always going to need that intensity as you grow, but you also need to evolve with it from an IQ standpoint. And I think that I had lacked that within swimming in the sense that I thought just because I did a couple extra flip turns or stretched early right before practice, I would really advance my swimming Hmm. where I think I should have been assessing a lot more people, listening a little bit more to the body as well as watching a lot of swim videos like a lot of people who did excel in the sport, at least within my team, did. So do you think that it borderlines perfectionism in a way? The one more mentality or just... Yeah, the one more mentality. Yeah, I think so. I think um, it's always trying to strive for that perfection and being in a sport like track or swimming, right? It almost is... it's it's highly encouraged for perfection mm-hmm. in the sense that you think of a race could come down to two one hundredths of a second. I mean, that could literally separate first from second. 
Yeah, I like that you said something about form though, because that is interesting too. It's almost bothersome when you watch someone who has bad form mm. beat you or mm-hmm. you see someone who just is not the prettiest swimmer but somehow has figured out maybe they have that one more mentality or something where they are able to succeed so maybe that is watching swim videos but yeah it's interesting how you can border perfectionism right but then also you're not perfect in your form but somehow that one more mentality of just getting to practice early, getting another set out becomes something that can be really beneficial or can be really dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I think you hear a lot of stories, too, about people who go into college and or they have a discussion with their coach and the coach sits them down and says, you're going to get slower before you get faster. At least I've heard it a couple times. Mm-hmm. And I think um, it really requires that athlete to have the maturity at that time, which I don't think I did. I probably didn't To either. <laughs> say, yes, I'm going to follow that trust in you. I'm going to accept that I need, that my stroke is awful right now. And I need to re-engineer even if that means I'm going to get slower for a year. So let's back up to when you were talking about it being almost an obsession where when you're swimming, um, you are getting to practice early and it may not have been quality, but you were doing extra. So like you were doing more. And I want to touch on if that, that listening to your body segment in that component of doing more because you can almost play mind tricks on yourself where you, I don't know, give yourself a little lean leeway in practice because, Oh, you got there early or you stay late and started ice bathing. And do you want to touch a little bit more on the mind body connection in terms of one more, the mind body connection in terms of one more? Well, when I think of it, I was always, excuse me, I was always first in the weight room Mm -hmm. and tried to stick around longer. Now, swimming is, even for the shortest distances, a very endurance race. It requires a lot of muscle, but I think a lot of people, like you look at a lot of the athletes and nobody's really over 220, even with their size. Yeah. And I think of... um, myself getting into the weight room and really negatively impacting my swim set or my swim workout, which is Mm. what I probably should have been focusing on in the first place, instead of how do I work weights and incorporate weights into a better practice or into what I'm focusing on. And that was just that immaturity in me saying, I want to throw up 250. (laughs) <laughs> did you get up to 250 in college yeah no, no. you were oh, i was you like lift two, 250 like bench bench okay yeah. gotcha yeah so in college though i got up to 225 and so bigger you, than most swimmers and your frame bigger is than also, most yeah yeah bigger than most collegiate swimmers and i'm yeah. also six seven yeah um but when you looked at my stroke and this could have been just plausible then 
deniability right. in my behalf, but maybe I should have been focusing more on the 200 hmm. and I should have dropped down to a 200 pound weight guy and I'm not comparing apples to apples here but I looked at a lot of our two freestylers who were my height who were kind of similar body frame and who were 200 and they crushed it in pretty much 50 to the 500 and you know I never really took that time to say well what what are we doing different Mm -hmm. no I like that I definitely resonate with the one more mentality because well I think mine is a little bit different I resonate with it but that it also bordered on that more dangerous side because instead of one more being like I'm doing this good for my sport I'm doing it because it's good for me or I'm doing it because I want to get better it was more of a punishment like one more because I didn't have a very good practice Mm. so like I would finish practice we would do our ice baths roll out and then it's like seven o'clock at night and I'd go home and then sort of like warm up again and then go out and do hill repeats so I would Mm. tack on another three or four miles to that day's like seven mile workout Mm. right and it just became more and more and my body was so tired it was malnourished and it was tired and I just kept thinking okay one more and I never looked at how bad that was for me. There was other factors to it, but it's really interesting because it did become more of a punishment, but I I kind of felt in my head that it was justified because I was doing more than everyone else. And there was like a sense of, I don't know, superiority that came with it Mm -hmm. in a way, because even though I wasn't hitting the times at practice in my head, I would rationalize it and say, well, no one else went and did four miles of hill repeats last night. So that's why I'm tired and it'll make, it'll make up for it in the long run when it comes down to a race, but I was never like healthy enough to do a race. So Mm. it became, it was just a weird psyche to be in. Yeah. I think that that circles back to the psyche as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that both are kind of derivatives feeding off of each other, right? You want to go harder because you want to improve and you're wanting to do it and you think that the only way to do it is to do more than everybody else and it's taken a lot of time to realize like I don't even think right after I finished swimming I was not coming to terms with it or even acknowledging it but like I could see it within my work in the Mm. sense that I was just putting in a ton of hours when I first started working with PWC within the hours. And these were like, it was like a grind. And I mean, that's, that's the mentality and that's the mentality of a lot. Yeah. And I really started succeeding in my work when, and like, um, passing the CPA and Mm -hmm. doing a bunch of things that were good for me when I started taking time to looking at my overall performance and how it's impacting my mental psyche as well as my own performance that's reflected by my peers. That makes a lot of sense. So how can we harness 
the one more mentality now is, is something that Don and I have been discussing and like, how are we going to share this with you? If you are a former athlete or you have any connection to athletic identity, how can you utilize this one more mentality that I would say a lot of listeners probably already have or have had experience with in either sports or outside of sports. So I don't know how, how can we harness that? Like, what are some signs to think about? You know, I think, uh, not taking a break. Mm. That's probably a big one. I think we had talked about it in our earlier season, Yeah. but like to really excel, you almost need time away. And I think about Michael Jordan, Mm -hmm. he won three straight championships, took a year, maybe two years off, played baseball, played a different sport. And he honestly attributes that time away at baseball, working on honing on different skills and learning different skills to coming back to basketball, becoming an even better player and winning three more straight championships, which is just mind boggling in itself. So you're saying that in order to get past this one more mentality, if it's bad for you at the moment is to take that step back. Are you saying to do it beforehand? I think it's good to try and take a step back from what you're currently working on with that one more mentality. Yeah. And apply that one more mentality somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Like for me, when I was in my time with PwC, I was on the grind, but I was working in process assurance type work, which is more of um, conceptual, how things flow through the system and through people. And I was also studying for the CPA. And then I also was working out and swimming on the side and coaching on the side, but I really enjoyed the coaching aspect. Mm -hmm. And I had these kind of getaways in a sense and Studying for the CPA isn't really a getaway. (laughs) No, I'm sure not. But it allowed me to apply it in different uh, vectors, if you will. At least that's the way I had seen it. And I think that that had helped me get through that really hard part of my life because I had that one more mentality and especially the not give up mentality when you get halfway through a CPA exam or you're and you're working in busy season it's kind of just its own little beast but i mean what's your take on that well i would honestly say to focus on the quality versus quantity mm-hmm. so instead of loading up one more task or one more thing i can get done today it plays off of your taking a break or taking a step back to look at the big picture but I think it's just more narrowing down. So once you have looked, taken a step back, looked at everything, you can really assess what can I put quality towards as opposed to just one more, one more, one more into mm-hmm. work in the work aspect. And I think that's something I've been trying to do lately, but especially with COVID, I was kind of picking up extra work or extra hobbies. And I was like, oh, I I have time for that because who doesn't have time right now, Mm -hmm. right? 
but that's an awful game to play. <laughs> I think that you got to be careful with that too. Exactly. Right? I mean, things start to build up and then everything crumbles. You have to be very selective in what you're picking and you have to make sure that at least one of them is good for your mindset and a release. Right. Okay. So we are trying to answer the question, can you harness the one more mentality to be extra productive? Or is that sort of counterintuitive to the whole idea of one more? If you're trying to rein in that mentality, what's your take? I think it's a catch 22 in the sense that that one more mentality is what drives you to perform better, to want to really bring something more to the table. At the same time, it's also what makes you or have that addictiveness to something and can make you get caught up on things that aren't necessarily good for the long run. Mm. I like that answer. I think that really does encompass everything because you don't have to stop doing, like having that mentality. You don't have to do the complete opposite and be, you know, unmotivated or rein yourself in, but you just have to be cognitive of it. I like that. Yeah. And with that, we're going to go and do one more walk with our dogs, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is not an obsession. No. That is just... That's just spoiling Daily them. life it's... and good times. <laughs> yeah. And if you have any topics or ideas that you would like for us to discuss on this next season, this season two of When Your Sport Ends, please reach out to us on Instagram at When Your Sport Ends. Until next time. <laughs>